I think the key line in the gospel this morning is this. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus here is speaking about this story from the Old Testament. It goes something like this. The Israelites, after leaving Egypt, are wandering around in the desert. There are serpents, evil servants, that come to the camp and attack. Those who are bitten are close to death and dangerously injured. Moses, instructed by God, then makes an image of a serpent. And instructed by God, he presents this image of the very thing that's caused them suffering. Of the very thing that's bringing them death. He says, present it to all the people. And every person who's been bitten by a serpent that looks upon this image is healed. In other words, the very thing that has injured them, the very evil that's brought death, it becomes a source of life and healing to them. It's the same thing for us, says Jesus. Jesus lifted up on the cross, embracing, almost presenting for us, making us look at the very thing that causes us suffering, sin and death. He presents it to us, says, look at it. And by doing so, he makes it the source of our health and our healing, our salvation, the source of our life. Well, how is that supposed to work? Well, there's kind of a fun way to think about this that I quite like, I want to share with you. In order to beat the devil, we can almost think of God the Father as the sort of perfect fisherman. You see, the devil's goal is to entrap men and women, to use his best tools, sin and death, and he delights in that. He delights in trying to catch souls. By becoming man, Jesus, the Son of God, becomes sort of bait for the devil. It's almost as if Jesus Christ says, you like catching souls? You like giving out sin and death? Well, here's someone, me, who you haven't caught yet. Let's see if you can catch me. Here I am. Jesus almost presents himself like a big, juicy worm. He says, come take a bite. The devil can't resist, of course, and he bites. And he uses his tried and true weapons. He uses death in sin. And he baits all along the way. He kind of makes a path for Jesus to the cross using his best tools like jealousy and pride and hypocrisy and betrayal and human weakness and on and on and on. But at that very moment, when the devil thinks he's accomplished exactly what he wants, when he takes, when, when he takes that big bite at the worm, God sets the hook. What's the hook? What did the devil miss? How did using his best weapons become the very source of his defeat? Well, here's what he missed, everyone. The infinite mercy of God. The infinite mercy of God. We could say in a sense that every evil act in all of human history, every violent act, every act of betrayal, every act of sin in all of human history that the devil successfully tempted us to do, that was all a prelude. It was all an introduction. That was all a warm-up to what he thinks is his masterpiece. I have convinced men to kill God. 
in tempting men to bring God to the cross, Jesus Christ, and convincing men to kill him and reject him. This is my masterpiece. I am successful. And what didn't he count on? The infinite mercy of God. God is capable of forgiving this act too. And God is capable of using this very thing to give health and to give healing. And he is capable of swallowing up all of sin and death in all of human history in that one moment. The infinite mercy of God. The devil, for all his smarts and intellect and, and maliciousness and wily strategies and all of that, for all of it, the devil could not imagine just how far God was capable of going to save us. Now, why all of this on Laetare Sunday? Joyful Sunday. It is Laetare Sunday. That's why the deacon is wearing pink over there. Don't tell him. <clears throat> Sensitive about it. On Laetare Sunday, joyful Sunday. The source of our joy, our Catholic joy, everyone, the reason to be joyful is precisely because God has gone farther than we could possibly imagine. He is more capable than we could possibly imagine to save us. That's where Catholic joy is born. And especially when, especially when because of the cross and because of suffering, and because of an honest evaluation of my sin, it feels as though nothing good can come from this. How in the world could something good come from this? I cannot imagine how this could turn out all right. Well, precisely in that moment, when that thought comes, precisely in that moment is the perfect opportunity for faith in the Son of God. Precisely in that moment when I cannot imagine how anything good could possibly come from this, right then is the moment to make an act of faith in the Son of God who promises eternal life to those who believe in him. And that act of faith is simply this. God, I know you are capable of more than I can imagine. Jesus, I know that you are capable of more than I can imagine to give salvation and to give health. You are capable of more than I can imagine, not less.